3: Yeah, <laughs>
0: here with you on the Dave Ellswick Show, and uh, Jerry Cox is going to join us in just a moment. Uh, he's going to talk about the session thus far, uh, things that he's happy to see, things that he wasn't happy to see, and the things that are, I don't know, gray area, doesn't matter. How's that? We can do that. Uh, we've got uh, Paul is here. We've got RD here. We've got Iverson Jackson here with us. I guess I always need to say Pastor Iverson Jackson so everybody knows that we've got the man, uh, the myth, and the legend sitting in the studio with us today. Jerry, say hello to me, and let me see if I can hear you. Hey,
4: guys. How are are you all this morning? Good morning. Great. Yeah, we're good. Hey, all my friends, you got all my friends there this morning, there, Dave. I need to come over and join you guys. Well,
0: here in the future, let's do that because you know this is the power panel. They're here every Monday. <laughs> yeah, you know you, for- you got the good guy, good guys there. I think so. I, I believe so. <laughs> all right, so uh, Ken Yang sent me a press release that caught my attention. And it was your thoughts about the uh, 2021 General Assembly that's going on right now. You had good things to say. You had uh, other, uh, you know, acts and and bills that went through that you didn't have such good things to say. Why don't we start off with what what do you think is the biggest win thus far this session?
4: Well, uh, that's a tough one. I could give you the top three probably. Okay. for us, it was the uh, Medical Rights of Conscience Act. Finally, after uh, f- six years of working on this, we were able to get it passed. And here's why this is so important. First of all, it's the best medical rights of conscience law in the nation. Secondly, in this crazy era where where the whole transgender movement has started to try to um, really uh, oppress physicians and say, you have to uh, help me transition or try to transition from male to female and try to force doctors to do that. Um, and others that would like to force doctors to do abortions and other procedures that go against their conscience. And so thankfully, the legislature passed a really good rights of conscience bill. So that's a that's a really big deal. The other one that, that got a lot of attention of course, was the transgender um, or the gender reassignment bill that Robin Lundstrom sponsored.
0: And that the governor governor vetoed it.
4: Yes, uh, that was a big win, not only because the legislature passed that good law. And just to be clear, this law says that you cannot try to change little boys into girls and little girls into boys. It only applies to minors, people who are under the age of 18. And all that garbage about if people are going to commit suicide, they can't get treatment. No, you can get any kind of treatment in the world except trying to change a person from male to female or, or, or vice versa, if they are a child. But the really big win on that <clears throat> is when the legislature, within 24 hours of the governor's veto, just threw it right back at him and said, no, we're not gonna let you veto this and get away with it. We're gonna override it. And in fact in the House of Representatives, they got more votes on the override than they did <laughs> on the original bill. They got seventy two votes out of a hundred.
2: That's pretty cool.
4: So that was a that was a big deal. But we've had we have others, Dave, that we could talk about, but those generated a lot of attention.
0: Yeah, can I go back and talk about that bill just a little bit? Uh and especially the veto of the governor who For said sure. that if William Buckley and Ronald Reagan were alive today, that they would have been against that bill. And I hate to tell the governor this. No, they would not have.
4: <laughs> That's just, um, uh, it's nonsensical uh, for, for, to me. Uh, here, and here's why. Who in their right mind thinks it's okay to surgically change a little boy into a girl or try to who in their right mind thinks it's okay to surgically try to alter the anatomy of a little girl to try to make her look like a little boy. That's ridiculous. I, I, think, that's, and,
2: I think that's the key I is mean, that <laughs> it's, it's, it's about being in their right mind. We've got children who are, are they need guidance and we have adults who, leading them astray well it's, we've got adults to...
0: that are allowing kids to make decisions mm-hmm. that affect them for the rest of their lives that they would not allow them to do anything else
2: like that yeah, we don't allow children to decide to quit brushing their teeth i mean we're gonna we're gonna, well, i mean it's insane yeah
4: yeah i mean and paul to that point uh representative lundstrom pointed out a whole litany of things that we don't let kids do like buy alcohol buy cigarettes mm-hmm. drive an automobile you know, you can go down the list of things that children don't get to do, but all of a sudden, if they want to change, try to change themselves from male to female and vice versa, oh, that's okay. And, and here's the, um, the, the, the follow the science. You know, you hear people say that. <laughs> well, let's follow the science. We are male or female down to our chromosomes, down to the basic level of who we are. It is impossible to change a person's a person from male to female or vice versa. You can go through all the gyrations and you can take hormone treatments and do surgeries and all that, but guess what? At the end of the day, you're still male or you're still female, the way you were made. And um, you know, the, the, you hear people talk about the suicide rate and they say, oh, there's a high suicide rate. Well, yes, there, there really is, unfortunately, a very high suicide rate among people with gender issues. But here's what the science has proven over many years, is that if a person gets a gender reassignment procedure of of some sort and they come out on the other side of that, their suicide rate is just as high as it was to begin with. It's not fixing that problem because the problem is not with their anatomy, it's with what's in in their uh, heart and mind.
0: Yeah, it's a mental thing and they need to be getting help and I don't have any problem with that. I, I just find that 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 whole argument of well if they feel like they're a certain thing then they should be able to be a certain thing and i i use a, a a an illustration that is over the top it's hyperbole but I think it carries the weight of what I'm trying to say and that is if my friend came up to me and told me that he felt like a gorilla what do I do? Do I try to get him someplace to talk to somebody that he's not a gorilla, or do I buy him twenty pounds of bananas? <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, and and make no mistake, Dave, and I know you guys feel the same way. We don't want to beat up on on a child no. that's having problems, and that is not the purpose of this law. this This law is there to protect those children. Mm-hmm. From something that could be irreparable harm to them, and that really is the motivation behind that law. And it got all twisted out of shape, and people made it sound like people were angry at people that were transgender and all that. And it, it's not that; it's really trying to protect little kids.
0: They twisted. They um, twisted. They twisted that law like they did about five years
1: ago with the RIFRA.
0: You remember how they twisted yes, that yes, all up? <laughs> oh, I was there. Yeah, they're
1: framing I yeah, Was. It's what they're doing. They're always trying to frame Christians as being people that hate other people. But we just believe that the Creator had a plan for us all and that we can only achieve peace and happiness whenever people follow the plan and things go better. The same plan for right and wrong and the golden rule and many other things that he told us that leads to peace and happiness. And if you follow it, it's better. But uh, thanks for being with us. This is R D. But I was just going to let you know, I was watching uh, television for a few minutes, and there was a bicycle event up in Fayetteville. You know, the Waltons are real big on bicycling, okay. so they built a big complex up there, which is great. I love to, to ride bikes, too. But uh, they had an, a big national event up there, and a lot of the cyclists was were not coming to the event because that Arkansas was no more friendly to people of, it, of the LGBT because we weren't friendly to them anymore, and they didn't <laughs> mm-hmm. want to come down here and be ostracized or treated badly to come to Arkansas. And someone with the Department of Tourism was interviewed, and they said that they understood the way those people feel that that this Fayetteville area up there in the state of Arkansas was trying to bring tourism and bring people to Arkansas and the legislature was trying to run people off and she was basically saying that she didn't blame them for not coming Wait
0: wait wait do we have roadblocks on the major roads coming into Arkansas and, and we make people tell us whether they're they're straight or whether they're you know gay or whether they're uh you know transgender do do we ask those questions of people i i saw one of those signs when i was
3: coming back from chicago a couple of weeks ago you did to arkansas Mm -hmm. i had to stop and fill out application oh okay i mean it's just (laughs) real
0: this is is ridiculous jerry that argument is ridiculous and here's the thing um you
4: y'all remember a few years ago when north carolina had their bathroom bill yeah, Uh and people said, Oh, everybody's going to leave North Carolina. All the corporations are going to pack up and leave all this, these threats. You know what? North Carolina's economy has boomed ever since they haven't missed a beat. That's just a lot of talk on the part of people that want to scare, uh, lawmakers and others that may not be, have very deep resolve on this issue. And, um, you know, uh, at some point the dollar, Is not worth (laughs) doing things that you know are wrong.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Even
4: if it were true, I mean, even if it were true that Arkansas might benefit financially, well, listen, guys, there are a lot of things that all of us might do that would benefit us financially, but it still wouldn't be right. Right. And I don't want our state to get into that. Yeah, I'm not going to, hey, look, I'm not going to
0: open the biggest bordello in Arkansas. Or open up the largest strip joint in Arkansas. I'm not going to do that. All right. I'm. That's just what I'm yeah. not. You know. Somebody else might want to, but I'm not going to yeah. do it.
4: Yeah. Uh, so and marijuana. You have to do what's. Yeah. So you have to do what's right uh, as a person, as a state, as a government. And so I'm. I'm glad to see our lawmakers doing what's right. Yeah. And um, and so they and they did. They really did, Um, not only on this bill, but on a number of bills. They stood up and did the right thing. Legislature gets beat up a good bit, and some of it they deserve, but not all. And on balance, they've done very well this session.
0: All right, let's take a break, Jerry. We'll be back with you in a moment. You can go Refill your coffee cup or whatever it is you're having. You might be having apple juice. I don't know. But the bottom line is you're listening to the Dave Ellswick Show. The power panel's here. We've got Paul Calvert, Artie Hopper, and, of course, uh, Pastor Iverson Jackson with us. Our special guest who's going to be with us for this hour is going to be Jerry Cox from the Arkansas Family Council. We'll continue our conversation with him as uh, we return. I want to remind you that Applied Research uh, Center has uh, these new COVID-19 rapid tests ready to go and treatment. Uh, ARC walk-in clinic over on uh, Rodney Parham, over by the uh, the king over there, the king of hamburgers, you know. You want to go uh, find them over there right down the road from uh, party time, and they'll be able to give you one of these COVID-19 rapid tests and if you need treatment, treatment as well. It includes a rapid test and medical evaluation. Now, treatment and follow-up visits are included if the test is positive. So this way you can go in and get the results quickly. You don't have to wait several days. And in a lot of different businesses, you go out and get the test and you, and you happen to wait. That means that you got to quarantine yourself in the whole nine yards, you know, hang out in your your bedroom and not come out and you know talk to your family or whatever call 501-954-7822 501-954-7822 to schedule an appointment today all right back with you here on the dave ellswick show it's six twenty four in the morning if you're getting ready to head out to work we've got jerry cox here from the uh, uh arkansas family council he joins the power panel Paul Calvert, R.D. Hopper, and Pastor Iverson Jackson, with me, Dave Ellswick. and we've been talking about the legislature and how well has the legislature done thus far? They're at the end of uh, this particular uh, time; uh, they're f- finishing up. I, I and who was it that I talked to? I was asking about. Used to be a day that after the certain day you couldn't put a new bill in. That's been Not done away. More. That, oh, that yeah, was done away two years them. ago.
4: Yep, yep. And so they can, you know, before it's all over with, they, they will probably end up filing not quite 2,000 bills. Um, I'm not sure what it'll be. One one year they, they filed about 2,500. Yeah, I remember that. But um, it'll be a bunch, uh, you know, before it's all over with because they're still filing bills even now. You know, there are a couple of bills that passed so early on in the session that we've almost forgotten about them. And uh, one of those was the uh, protecting the churches from being closed down during a pandemic. Right. That was a Mary Bentley. Mary Bentley sponsored that bill. And uh, that's a good law. It's Act 94. And that tells you how long ago it was passed because they start with number one. But that's a good law. And then the other one that they passed that I I hope turns out okay is the No Patient Left Alone Act? Uh, that one, I think, started out to be a really strong.
2: Oop. Did we lose him? We just lost. We just lost Jerry. He just disappeared. So he was. He was talking about the No Patient Left Alone Act. Yeah, which was. Right. Yeah. Be he back here. There he is. He's Hello. back. Yeah, we got you. Yeah. Now.
4: Good deal. Well, <laughs> glad to know I'm. I'm among the living. So there you go. <clears throat> you know the uh, No Patient Left Alone Act. I think it started out uh, as a good law, and, and it got better, and then I'm not sure if it got got worse. I, I can't figure it out. But I do know that people are able to see their loved ones more now than they used to, but I can't figure out if it's all because of just the relaxed, you know, restrictions with COVID kind of tapering off or if the bill has made a lot of difference. I hope it does. The intent of it, uh, Representative Julie Mayberry sponsored that, and she worked so hard on it uh, to try to be sure that nobody is left alone in the hospital, uh, no matter what their ailment is. And um, so that's a good law.
1: That's a real good law. Go ahead, Artie. I'd just like to say, yeah, I appreciate her running that bill. Right now I've got a friend in Richmond, Virginia, that's a Marine Corps colonel that's dying of Lou Garrett's disease, and his wife can go see him about every two three days and spend 15 minutes with it so oh you that's him. awful yeah why? And, and, why and it's killing me because of of whatever whatever laws they have for people coming in to uh long care facilities he is he's in an extended care facilities and they still have restrictions of how long that they can come in and spend time with them so uh you you've got a great american hero uh that is dying alone uh, with his wife, spending 15 minutes with him every two, couple of days. Yeah, I mean, and his Lou, friends and Lou Gehrig his loved disease ones. is a, you know, you, can, you can't pass no, it to somebody. I, yeah. I, right, right. I know, but but they're afraid if they let a bunch of family in, they're still r- afraid of this Chinese virus, of letting families come in and spending time with them and spreading the virus in extended care facilities. You, so you've got someone that's that's lonely and 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 that's... Yeah, they're dying, and they're, they're losing the last few months yeah, of their the life. Le- and he, his mind's still fine. He just mm. he just can't operate his right. body. one of the saddest the things that I've ever gone through is, you know, sending letters to him and watching it happen and can't go be there with him or or uh, his wife can't sit there and hold his hand during this time. But it's a crime that it's happening in America. Yeah.
4: Well, and uh, here's what I've told people. Just because you're in a hospital or a nursing home, you're not a prisoner. You're not in jail. You haven't committed a crime. And so at some point, people are going to have to just say, hey, it's my right, because I'm not a criminal. You can't lock me up and just keep me here and treat me like I'm a criminal. So I think this is one that still needs to be worked on some, because I'll tell you, that nursing home lobby was so powerful when this bill came out, they didn't want to have people in those facilities because, you know, it's just more trouble for them if you have people in there. But guess what? They're supposed to be there to serve the patient, That's serve right. the families of that patient. And if they're not, they need to be. And I, I, so, agree. I agree. You know, it's just this that affected every single one of us in some way where we did not get to go see somebody that we wanted to go see.
0: All the right, guys, we got the other hold on, yeah, we go got to take a break, Jerry. Yeah. It's time to take the news at the bottom of the hour and uh, let's do that. I'll uh, expound on what you're talking about. My brother had COVID-19, and uh, his wife couldn't visit with him, and he passed. We killed uh-huh. him. She wasn't able to, oh, to visit him. So we'll come back here in just a minute and talk more about this on the Dave Ellswick Show. Back with you talk that will send a tingle up your leg <laughs> <laughs> not really that's Dave Ellswick show don't forget about uh, what's going on with Pat Davis Pat Davis will help you uh, deal with your health care have you called him yet Artie no I
1: haven't.
0: you gotta call you gotta call Pat He'll have... time to renew he, you. he's gonna reduce your health care costs I'm just telling you 30 to 50 percent it's really amazing what he can do Uh, If you're a self-employed individual, you're not working for somebody, he can really help you out because, you know, self-employed people don't have much, uh, you know, swing in their stick, so to speak, when it comes to health insurance. So you got to kind of take whatever is offered to them, and you really don't have to do that. Pat will help you out as far as that goes. Make sure you save some money there, too. It's actual insurance. It's not a share plan. A lot of people think it's a share plan not that, and you can choose any provider in the nation. Now, here's what you'll be able to do. Uh, you'll have no co Excess money goes to the client in st- instead of the uh, insurance uh, company, and you often get a check back from the uh, doctor, urgent care facility, or uh, the uh, hospital, in fact. So talk to Pat about this and let him explain how this works for you, And how he can change your health care to be for you instead of being for the insurance companies. That's Pat Davis at 501-605-6935 or yourhealthplanman.com. And that's how you get a hold of Pat. And I highly recommend, especially you guys who own your own businesses, he can help you out with all of that. Uh, He's working right now uh, for Medicare and Medicaid as well. Uh, that should happen within the next six to eight months. And then I'll be talking to him, just to be honest with you. <laughs> All right, back to uh, the show. We've got uh, Jerry Cox from the Arkansas Family Council. I asked him to join us today. Uh, he wrote a real nice article about what he thought of the uh, legislature thus far. He, you know, he gave them kudos where they had, you know, hugs and kisses coming. <laughs> and then he slapped them upside the head when they had something that wasn't good that they passed, like the uh, the Water Town, They don't call it hate crime, but it is a hate crime bill. And uh, your thoughts on that one? That's what SB 622?
4: Yes. Um, it, you know, they, they really did not have to pass anything. They could have just said <clears throat> what's true, which is these so-called hate crimes laws don't work. They don't prevent these terrible crimes. If they worked, you wouldn't see all these awful crimes in these other states around the country that have these laws. And so it was just a case of, well, everybody else has got a hate crimes law. And so Arkansas is one of the few states that doesn't. So we've got to pass one, too, so that we look good.
2: Well, we, we and it was cater, all about
4: how we look.
2: Cater to the woke crowd.
4: Well, and um, they've been—we get shamed that way every time when people look at Arkansas, and they say, "Well, what's wrong with you people?" And um, I'd like to think we've got it right, and these yeah. other people are yeah. the ones that are going the wrong way. And um, and so here's what they did: there was a a very um, um, bad hate crimes law that was offered last summer that the governor and Senator Hendron backed. And the legislature, to their credit, dug their heels in and said, no way, we're not doing that. And I thought, okay, well, maybe we'll make it through without one. But here they came with this hate crimes.
0: You dropped out again there, Jerry, just so you'll know if you can hear us. I don't know what, what happens there, but you disappeared. So, hmm. of course, we had Senator Alan Clark on that talked about that secondary bill that they did pass And reading between the lines, it seemed like to me they felt they had to pass something to placate
1: the people. It was kind of a less bad option. The the best thing was, as Jerry said, or Mr. Cox said, was nothing was the best thing. But it shows the power of Walmart and it shows the power of of the big money in this state that they thought that they couldn't stand up against them. And I, for a purpose, you know dave have brought up hate crimes every week yeah. on this show until session yeah. started and said the governor said he was going to get hate crimes so it's coming it's coming so every week i would bring it up yep. and i tell you every week i would text my senator and my house representatives almost every week and said hate crimes are coming and uh we believe that all people are created equal and that lady justice has a blindfold on and and we want to be just Arkansans and Americans is what we want to be, and I'll be if he, when it come down the pipe. You here, here voted for it. Well, and and one quick thing: Walmart said that we will work on improving this bill. Yeah, the remember that's, day, what, that's what that's the day what day it passed.
0: You know, State Senator Allen, to his credit, made a statement on the air. Well, we wanted to get something out so they couldn't get in and and throw things at us that we didn't want to deal with. Well, let me just read what Doug McMillan said. He's the president and CEO of Walmart. I got it right here in front of me. We were pleased to see the Arkansas legislature pass needed and long-overdue hate crimes legislation. While more work needs to be done uh, to strengthen this proposal, it's not a proposal, gentlemen, it's a law, it was important for Arkansas to join the 47 other states that have adopted these uh, protections for their citizens. We believe it's good for Arkansas to be a welcoming place and to be seen uh, as uh, such with p- decisions like this one. Unfortunately, a number of bills pivot time now. A number of bills being considered by the legislature targeting the LGBTQ plus community are troubling and work against the goal, this, this goal. These uh, kinds of bills make it harder for employees to grow, recruit, and retain talent that contributes to the state's economic growth. We will continue to advocate on behalf of our associates so their voices are heard and protected. Signed, Doug McMillan, president and CEO of Walmart. So, you know, if Alan Clark thought that this was going to stop all this kind of stuff, uh, and it would stop the left from trying to push through e- even more restrictive laws, uh, he's wrong because right here, you know, Walmart's saying that we're going to continue to to fight with, with all of this. Jerry, what did you think about yeah. what Walmart said?
4: Well, um, I told um, the lawmakers when they told me they were going to pass a hate crimes light bill, I said laws like this are not the end. They are the beginning. They're the beginning of passing more, adding more to it and all that. And guess what? That bill hadn't even gotten out of one of the committees until somebody proposed adding categories to it and, and making changes to it. Mm-hmm. And here you have Walmart before the, the ink was even on the bill where the governor hadn't even signed it. And they said, well, this is a good start, but more needs to be done. And what this does is it it lays the foundation for them to come back in two years and just keep adding more stuff onto it. And, Dave, I know you and the power panel know this. The end goal in these kinds of laws is not dealing with all these shootings and things like that. These laws will will eventually be used to squelch our speech. Yep. Yep. And they'll be used to silence people like you and me. Um, and it's just a matter of time if these laws keep progressing before they're used that way. Because the, the cancel culture would love to have a law that they could use to sh- to to shut people down. Right now, they shout you down. But they would love to have a law, you know that. Well, yeah. and, and this starts that. This lays that foundation.
3: Yeah, and Jerry, when when you think about, uh, and and I did ask that question when we had the senator on. What would what what what's in the bill that would prohibit uh, them adding those protected those classes they call protected right. classes back to it later? Because my thought was uh, the 1964 Civil Rights Bill mm-hmm. that was passed, and here we are, you know, 50 years later. And remember, the Supreme Court added protected another protected class to that yeah, right. law. As, um, as, as opposed so, to just, let's just protect people's rights. Yes. That People. yes. was a big step. Yeah, that yeah, was big. So it, whether it's the next session or 50 years from now, you know that's still a door opener there. And that's all. That's all needed because they believe in
2: incrementalism. And that's something well, that yeah. we really got to understand. And, and you start off with with well, we've got some serious problems with serious human rights violations. The fact is that before the Civil Rights Act of 1964, there were some serious problems with with police and other people abusing black people. It's that it was true. It was clear. It was clear. But the the solution was not to give black people special status. The sp- solution was to actually uphold their human rights, equal rights. Yeah, and so and, and so the, this rights. pendulum swing was not appropriate. And so anyway, go ahead, Jerry.
4: Well, that that's the, um, it, you know, I think we all get it, and I think most Arkansans get it. Walmart is so out of step with the people that shop in their stores. Uh, if you look across the country, people in Arkansas and Texas and Kansas and all, they're just regular folks. Most of them are church-going people. They're not for all this uh, left leftist stuff. And I don't believe Sam Walton and his people that started that 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 company would be for that either. But they've drifted so far to the left that they're a problem. They really are a problem. They come to the Capitol, and they wield a big stick out there, and they use the Chamber of Commerce, and they work through the governors and other people to get their will and, and impose that on all the rest of us. And so... People just need to be aware of that.
0: Well, I I hold ha- I hold uh, heartedly hope that uh, our legislators who take money from them for reelection stop that that keeps them from wielding a big stick if they're not in the pocketbooks of uh, all the the elected officials and. They sure are in a lot of the pocketbooks of the elected officials. Jerry, got to take one more break and then we'll be back and we'll finish up with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show on a Monday. We're giving Jerry Cox an hour here on the Dave Ellswick Show from the Arkansas Family Council to talk about what has been good in the uh, legislature and what hasn't been so good. And we'll zero in on a couple of other ones that we wish had not passed SB six twenty two was one I wish had not passed. Uh, PI Roofing wants you to know they hope to come uh, take care of your roof. I was just talking to my uh, my wife early this morning. You know I get up just before four o'clock. to come in here and get ready to do the show, and uh, she gets up, has about a half a cup of coffee, and then I leave, and she goes back to the bed. <laughs> And I feel, I feel really envious of her as I'm walking out the door, i got to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, we were talking about uh, she was looking up on the ceiling in the kitchen, she goes, is that a leak? And, of course, I, that's all she's got to say, and she's got my attention. And I started looking at the ceiling. I said, no, I don't, don't, I don't think so. Turn the, on the other light, and she turned it on, and it was just a shadow that she said she saw. But I still want to get PI Roofing out to my house. It's been about... Oh, 14 years since they've really gotten out there and and walked my, my, uh, you know, my roof. And we've had a little bit of hail, nothing big, but some of you had quarter-sized hail. And hail tears up your roof in ways you wouldn't expect it to uh, in a very quick and efficient way. Mother Nature has her ways. Have PI Roofing come out and look at your roof. Uh, They are the roof leak detectives. They know... Uh, you know what the precursors are for a leak to get started so let them come out and take a look if they find some problems they'll get with your insurance agent uh, have their appraiser come on out walk it with them and if they find problems they'll say that's a problem we need to fix it the appraiser is is well you know uh, informed on all of that stuff and he'll say yay or nay Uh, typically if they have to replace your roof all you're going to do is have to pay the deductible. Keep that in mind as well. The phone number is 707-3551, 707-3551, or online to piroofing.com. We were talking here during the break, uh, Jerry, and we wanted to bring up one uh, piece of legislation for you. It's passed both the House and the Senate. It's on the desk of the governor uh, for his signature, and that's Senate Bill 298 and uh, Senator Stubblefield's bill dealing with the Arkansas Sovereignty Act of 2021. That's the name of the the piece of legislation. And I had on uh, Senator Stubblefield Friday talking about it, and he didn't think there was going to be any problem with the governor signing it. But then I read an article this weekend, and it looks like to me the governor's got all kinds of problems with it. What do you think?
4: Well, I haven't read uh, the same article yet. Uh, I'll probably study that when I get into the office in a little bit. But we're getting into that time of the session. We call it the crazy time. When (laughs) Mm -hmm. things that ought to pass fail and things that should have failed pass, this is a very um, uh, dangerous time from now until the end of this month. And uh, I tell people who lobby at the Capitol, I said, you need to be there during those last two weeks because – you, you know, you'll be surprised about things. So day. nothing will surprise me from here on out uh, on that. But, you know, Dave, one thing that um, that I, I failed to mention is all the good pro-life bills that the legislature's passed. A uh,
0: bunch of them
4: leading the way is Jason Rayford's bill that totally bans abortions in Arkansas, except to save the life of the mother. And of course, it'll be challenged in court. But hats off to Jason for just stepping up and you know, we've been saying abortion ought to be illegal. Well, he just went and did it.
0: Well, that and, was um, the object of this is to get yeah, it into the court yeah. system.
4: Absolutely. and uh, But there are probably six or eight other good pro-life bills that have either passed or going to pass. I think Arkansas will maintain its status as the most pro-life state in the nation. And so, uh, you know, even though there are things the legislature has done that make us kind of frown and all... On balance, um, I think this is one of the best legislative sessions that we have ever had. And I've been going out there for 32 years.
0: Well, I think it's because the conservatives have finally exerted some of their muscle.
4: Well, you have to, uh, you know, because uh, Walmart and these other people, they're going to muscle. They're going to they're going to elbow people. So, you know, you've got to get in there and push uh, in a nice way. But you have to
0: push. Well, look at the guys that we picked up uh, on the Senate side with Gilmore and some of the other folks that are part of the uh, state Senate now. So uh, a conservative piece of legislation has a much better chance if he gets on the floor of being passed than ever before. Hopefully, maybe we'll come up with a different way of assigning uh, committees. You know, committees so that we are not. We don't take the majority, a supermajority, and make them a minority on a committee. On a committee, wow.
4: Well, and uh, that's been a problem. There are certain committees out there where you just hit a, hit a wall. Um, we did that on some education legislation. Yep. Uh, bathroom bill, um, you know, Ken Yang worked on that. Looks like it's not going to go anywhere that, um, you, know, we're, you, you know, you know, you got to use the bathroom of your biological sex. Uh, committee has pretty much bottled that one up and so the committees sometimes are a problem uh
1: mr cox were you in the committee where the uh the hate crimes bill in the house got put out on the floor i watched the (laughs) video of that you know i've seen democrats use that were you in the room that day well actually i testified and then i had to go downstairs and
4: testify on another bill so I wasn't. I was there for the testimony, but I wasn't there for the vote because I had to leave and go do something else. But I watched the video just like you did, and I'm. I, I've seen. I have seen that done before, and I don't think it's right. Where the chair gavels out while people are hollering roll call, and uh, they just ignore it. And I've had that happen to us on other bills. Oh. And I watched it, and I thought, yep, there it is again.
2: Well, I've never seen that before my, myself. But I, I was see. talking to a, a, a former speaker of the house.
0: I saw Jet do it a lot mm-hmm. when he used to be
2: in the, in the head of his. Uh, well, was anyway, he I, was, I was talking to a former yeah. speaker of the house, and he was he was saying that you could, that the members can actually even roll call an adjournment. And, and so they they could, they tried well, they they tried to roll they call tried. the bill, but from what this miss, yeah. this <clears throat> former speaker was telling me that they that members can even roll call. The um the end of the meeting if, if if they want to keep the meeting going apparently they have the the right to do it but uh, I, I don't know I've, I've seen Democrats you
4: know, I don't know about that I don't I, I've just seen it done it, it's happened to us before <laughs> you, you know where chair doesn't even look up they act like they can't hear and people are hollering roll call it takes two people on a House committee has to raise mm-hmm. their hand and holler roll call or be seen mm-hmm. and she just didn't recognize them and 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 of course the speaker. Upheld that because th- that that hate crimes bill had already been agreed upon by the leadership, and so that's the way it was done.
0: All right. Before I let you go, any bills that my listeners should be watching for here at the end of the session?
4: Well, there are a few pro life bills still working their way through the through the um, process out there. So those are, those are some to watch for. If you see anything that deals with abortion, just know that it's still trying to make it. Uh, use car tax. Um, uh, Representative Payton, I think that bill is still trying to make it. And let me tell you, that's been a tough one to do. We've worked on that numerous sessions. and. Boy, I tell you what, the government doesn't want to part with that money. Nope. They want to hold on to every every penny of it.
0: Well, if they want to hold on to fines, you know they want to hold on to taxes on used cars. <laughs> what can they I sure say do. about that? Jerry, thanks so much for being part
2: of the Thank Dave you. Ellswick
0: Show today. That hour was very informative, and we appreciate you for it. We'll let you get to work now. Thanks so much.
2: <laughs> Thank
0: you. All right. Jerry Cox from uh, the Arkansas Family Council here on the, uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. He, he's there every day. Yeah. I don't know how a man keeps his sanity. 32 years, he said. I know. He's been there every day. It's a calling. I remember seeing <laughs> him. I mean, visiting with him right at the beginning when I first got there uh-huh. and uh, getting to know Jerry and how hard he fought for uh, conservative views. And I'm going to tell you, and pro-life views, but that, I'm, uh, you know, I kind of say the same thing if i say conservative and pro-life but the bottom line is is that he's done a great job and he's in a great position to uh, do great things all right we'll be back after the news let's get to that and then the power panel and myself got another half hour we'll be with you in a second to the seven o'clock hour it is the Dave Ellswick show glad to have you along sun's up gonna have plenty of sunshine today some rain coming in tomorrow it's gonna to be cold tomorrow morning they're saying 31 degrees it's gonna uh, 31 get, we're gonna have People, a freeze warning overnight
2: what tomatoes and corn are gonna you got going to, be to want to pull off. them uh, in
0: uh. bring them in if you can or at least wrap them in plastic try to let them Ooh. stay a little bit warm man yeah, it's going to get cold. It's not this week, from what I can see. It's not going to get over sixty-five. Oh, oh. Wow. I don't like that. Huh? I'm yeah. Heidi. Heidi and I are agreeable on this, <laughs> and that is, I can't wait for ninety degrees. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Oh. I haven't even opened my pool. I'm afraid I'll find ice on top of mm. it. Just so you, to be honest what, with you. 31
3: it. degrees, you will.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Overnight, it might happen. I, I'm going to be begging my wife to open it up by this weekend, though. I just want to look at it. You know, <laughs> I just want to look ther- at it. It's good
2: therapy, huh? I'm tired. Ty- yeah, I'm tired
0: <laughs> of looking at the tarp that's over the pool. Get hey. that thing off and <laughs> let me see the water. Okay. And I can start dreaming a little bit. No, what what did you do cream. during
3: the freeze that you, that you turned it warmer on?
0: No, I got a. A chemical Antifreeze. ball that you throw yeah, in yeah. there, and it oh, keeps great. it from freezing. I got the pillows in there, uh, to keep it from freezing because they move around. Yeah, I
1: like to go go up to the Ozarks and listen to the water run over the rocks and see the it crawdads. It might do. It might not do that like by uh, you
0: know early <laughs> tomorrow morning. You may go out there and you just hear. It. <laughs> and all the, so the, just, just the ice moving a little bit, well, the, the, craw, the that, crawdads, boy, even the little white flies. Yeah,
3: yeah, really, it's slowing the grass down a little bit. So that's my yeah. that
0: Well, that's. I guess that's all right. Yeah. Maybe we need one more freeze to kill some of the mosquito you know larvae. Except
2: that I know that cold doesn't kill mosquito. Well, larva. I wonder, but I wonder if it might kill them if they're partially growing. Oh. It's not supposed you to. we already a few of them out. Long we, notes, yeah. we can dream yeah, anyway. Huh? They, they never
3: say, seem to go away. <laughs> they
0: say you can freeze mosquito larvae in ice, and when it when
2: it thaws, they'll just start wiggling. They again. start wiggling. Uh-oh. They're ready yeah, to those, go. Some of those critters are like that. They're
0: they're lip. You know, they're well, You they're know, licking their human, chops.
2: Human embryos are the same way. Yeah, and, and a lot of animal embryos. I think you can you can freeze them hard, and they'll last for years and years, and thaw them out, and they're still alive.
0: Think about that. That's that's the power of God, right? Yeah. there. cryogenics. Yeah. Cryogenics. Ask Ted Williams. His head's been frozen somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't take his whole body. They just yeah. took his head.
3: Well, I hope he knew the Lord when they took his head. Yeah. <laughs> my whole well, body that. might be a little hot, right? Yeah.
0: Now. <laughs> well, my problem with, with Ted was, you know, he could hit, man. He could hit, but if you put you on, if you put you on another body, you it's may not be, be able same. to hit again. Yeah. You know. You kind of weird. Come up to the plate and got, got stitches, stitches all the way around his neck.
1: You <laughs> <laughs> I mean, watch Frankenstein, Frankenstein at <laughs> <then>. uh,
2: <laughs> But that, that's uh, a
0: true story. Ted Williams, he, he believed in cryogenics. Well, so,
2: so, so did he? Uh, yeah. Did they try to freeze his head before he died? No, after he died. After he died. Well, what good is that going Just
0: as he passed away, they uh, they they froze his head. Huh just weird yeah one more for the books yeah yeah, I guess. yeah he wants to come back hit 400 again one year i guess that's where it should go yeah. he's the last guy who ever did it so what can uh, i say mm-hmm. all right so we got a half hour here to talk i i, I pulled this story because i had to read this to you guys you're gonna love this this uh university professor uh at the university of Nevada reno she uh, was doing a lecture there and said that she changed her mind dealing about cancellation cancel culture for Nevada today <clears throat> excuse me university senior music lecturer Kate Pollard wrote of her own anti-racist journey the result of her travels she's nixing songs she used to salute but now perceives as problematic as it turns out, most all of you have dabbled into the depths of sinister songs. Uh, she uh, corralled her choir to sing a medley called an American trilogy, it included battle hymn of the republic and the tune All My Trials. The collection began thusly: "Oh, I wish I was in Dixie Away Away." Call it a lack of awareness, she says. I don't think I even knew what these songs were about, and I'm fairly certain that none of my middle school students asked about their historical context. In 2009, on the other side of her doctoral work, she eyed a focus on integrating multicultural music into the curriculum. I learned what authenticity and appropriateness meant in the mid-2000s, she recalls, I researched and delved into cultural relevant, uh, you know, studies. She put together a group of American folk songs, black American folk songs, and songs from other Western and non-Western cultures for students to memorize. But last March, the same week Kate points out that eight people, most of them Asian women, were murdered near Atlanta by a white gunman she made the difficult decision to acknowledge her ignorance. As it turns out, many of the songs she taught not only in middle school but college were not appropriate. Get your pen and prepare to take notes now. Mainstays, as Polly Doodle and Shorten Bread, her research revealed, are tied to blackface minstrels land of the silver birch and canoe song suffer from the misrepresentation of ad- indigenous native american and canadian uh, cultures furthermore if you've ever indulged in five little monkeys or Ba black sheep you were belting out bigotry entertaining terms used by white americans to stereotype and degrade black americans Kate's righted her wrong. She's acknowledged her uh, illiteracy. Can you cut out America's cancerous carols? Now that I know better and I'm moving forward, I will leave them behind. She is referring, to be clear, to Stephen Foster's uh, songs, among them, Oh Susanna and Camptown Races. uh, Also on the outs, a song called America. Uh, Some educators defend using these songs, she notes, stating they have historical value, uh, but I don't feel the need to preserve the music. I would rather promote songs that are inclusive than promote songs that, although may have been popular, also marginalize and degrade a uh, population. So the instructor set a high bar. And to be clear, as for the full original lyrics of Oh Susanna, she's uh, not wrong. Seems the nation needs a new start, the time that can only come courtesy of a time machine. Till then, the professor will be 86ing the evils of melodious, problematic poems, including a mainstream uh, previously positioned as an innocent celebration of the most wonderful time of the year. I didn't know that many American folk song traditions are tied, for instance, to blackface main uh, ministry she said uh jingle bells is one of those songs uh, about that last iconic anth- anth- uh, anthem campus reform reached out to the author pollard told campus reform that jingle bells is problematic because she read read didn't didn't research but read somewhere on the internet i'm sure uh that slave owners used to put bells on slaves to keep track of them which the jingle bells are referencing?
2: Uh, uh, they put mm, be- They put bells on horses, yes, and Sweeties. sleighs. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think about that? Well, I'm I, I'm just sitting here,
3: and, and I would <laughs> sing a little bit of it. But one of my favorite <laughs> uh, tunes is Elvis Presley's trilogy. Yeah. You know, Dixieland, where I was born. <laughs> early early on, on one Sunday morning, look away. So you know, you can take anything and just. This is stupid on steroids.
0: Yeah, and so that's what I you know I, it, yeah. I, I wanted to read this to you because This is a learned person that proves how
2: ignorant they really well, are.
3: She, she's, I, I, I think she's woke now, and, and I'm
0: sure she, she needs to she's, go back to sleep. Did she, she sell her sleep?
2: house and her property and, and 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 give her give all this to to these people that she believes are downtrodden? Or is she just going to make money in a different way now?
0: How many how many acres and a mule does she need to give? One. Just one. <laughs> just one. Just <laughs> one. one acre. Just saying.
3: Let us prove what she can do with one acre. And yeah. Then, uh, maybe yeah. we can think about giving her and, and giving A her the jingle bell. transgender donkey. donkey. You know, but Share, you, you know, cannot just, shame just on her. say, if you don't like a song, don't listen to it or, or, or whatever. But you can't just take no, history no. and say it didn't happen Wait, or assign every single thing that someone says or writes. I mean, I'm a Southerner. I love the South. I've lived all over America. But I love the South. You know, when my wife and I we, we were getting serious, you know, when we were dating, getting serious, I said, "Look, I'm not going to stay in Maryland. We were living in Maryland, and I said, I I am moving back south. So I love Dixie, and uh, you know, I don't care what. One of my like that favorite
0: writes. renditions of Camp Town Racist is yeah. done in Blazing Saddles, mm-hmm. where
1: they, oh no, here we go.
0: Where they start singing, they start <laughs> singing that in in all the the white masters Uh around i've never seen they say i'm gonna be showing it this year again so i'll I'll make sure you'll have a seat to watch because it is one of the best satires of racism that was that that was ever written it really makes
2: fun of white people
0: oh my (laughs) lord yes and it's
1: great these people that are trying to elevate themselves are trying to push other people down Mm -hmm. in saying basically you know that i'm i'm awoke now I'm woke now, and I realize my sins and all the bad things I've done in my life. But what they're doing, they're trying to frame Christians and people from yeah. the South to be something that we are not. So they have an ulterior motive, and it's not to do good things. No. Now this, this, this woman, uh, I assume that she's a Caucasian or something.
3: They something don't have weather. her picture, Is so she, I don't she know. She sounds like she's ridden with guilt. I'd like to ask her, when did you discover you were whatever you are guilty? You no. Know, or or if she, if when she's did white she discover she was that white? She was white. You know, because well, you you have to be told that you're white or you're black or you're Asian. Someone has to make that distinction to you before, you know, you go, OK, so now now what does that mean that you know that you're white, that you're black, that you're Asian, that you're whatever?
2: And there are some implications to it. The the, the reality is are that there are still prejudice in, in various different ways. And the solution to that is justice. Well, the solution it's, it's, is not a pendulum swing.
3: No, it's not. It's, it's the heart of man, as the scripture says, that the, the heart of man is desperately wicked. It's evil. So,
0: That's you why know. you don't trust your you know your your gut feeling. Just don't
1: ever trust that. That Just, means there has know. to be a source of authority for right and wrong besides how you feel.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's take a break yep. here. We'll come back and do more. Uh, we got another about 14 minutes with the power panel. Don't forget, coming up at 734, the uh, state chairman of the Republican Party will join me here on the Dave Ellswick Show. So uh, do you have questions about, uh, you know, filing your Social Security? You get the answers in a simple, easy-to-understand booklet called Your Guide to Social Security. It's from David Lucas Financial in North Little Rock. Man, he's got so many little publications that can uh, do a great job of educating you. Uh, this 27-page booklet outlines what you need to know, and it could help you get even more income when you file for Social Security. If you're within five years of filing for your uh, Social Security, get this free booklet now by calling 501-222-3315. As a bonus, you'll receive a free Customized Social Security analysis that pinpoints the optimal time to wring every nickel out of your benefits. So pick up the phone, call right now 501 222 3315. That's 501 222 3315. All right, we continue here on the uh, uh, Dave Ellswick show the uh, Battle Hymn of the Republic. All right. Mm -hmm. Let me give you a little background on that real quickly here. I'm pulling it up. And uh, where is it? Is the battle hymn of the Republic a Confederate song? That's a question. No. 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 Or what is the story behind the battle hymn? Officers of the 5th U.S. Cavalry near Washington, D.C. in 1865... Julia Ward Howe was inspired to write the battle hymn of the Republic after a visit with Union troops in the thick of the Civil War. That's right. The real history on that point is clear. Julia Ward Howe wrote the song as a pro-Union, anti-slavery anthem. Now, that lady says it was... pro-slavery yeah and it was not she maybe maybe she's
3: she's so woke she needs to go back to
0: sleep (laughs) and they of course called it the uh the song now approaching its 150th anniversary is a hallowed treasure and a second national anthem we've turned to it repeatedly in national crises the battle hymn has inspired suffrages and labor organizers civil rights leaders and novelists like john steinbeck in the grapes of wrath Mm -hmm. now that was written back in 2010
1: now the truth is irrelevant dave you know that well yeah to the left facts are
0: you know not to be taken seriously and that's that is a truth. it's it's all how
1: they feel perception is everything the truth is irrelevant and they sure know how to use perception yes they do and, they, so, and the thing is, it lot. unfortunately, that the
2: sort of thing works. I mean, if you can tell a good story, a lot of times you can be more effective at, at getting things
1: across to people. He was real good at that. <laughs> Well, a lot of people are really good at that. <laughs> what Bill Clinton? <laughs> well, yeah, he was good at that. I was thinking about somebody overseas that you know had concentration in No, oh, uh, yeah, he was, um, <laughs> he was real good. Mind pure? Uh, yeah, they tell okay. big enough lies often enough, then people start well, believing it. Huh? And, and, and the
2: reality is, it works though, because the fact is, most people are not just technical thinkers. They don't. They don't base what they believe on. Um, uh, on, on what they've studied and, and,
1: and diligently um, tried what to figure out. What did Goebbels say?
0: You tell a big enough lie uh, long, long enough. enough and it becomes truth. I
1: was trying to remember his name. I couldn't yeah. remember Joseph
0: it.
2: Goebbels. Well, it, it, Minister
0: it of propaganda <laughs> for the Nazi <laughs> Germans. <laughs> it, it works. And if you can
2: get people when they're younger and more impressionable, sometimes you don't
1: even have to tell them the lie. You just immerse them in it. That's, that's what we need to do about our education system. Shut they're down. telling people the lie. Well, They're telling kids a lie at a very young age. They're telling people, you know, the big boom theory, and they're not teaching them creation. Let me ask you what's wrong with this. Uh, My eyes
3: have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He has loosed the fateful lightning of his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. Let's see. What's wrong with that? It's got God in it. It's got God I'm, I'm, in it. Maybe that's it. It's, it's, it's not talking about uh, justice and God's uh, wrath coming against him. Yeah, it's true. And it's still justice marching, it's marching on. Right? Glory, glory, heaven. So, it sounds, what's racist about this? It sounds sort of like
0: generic justice. Yeah. yeah. All right. Kevin McCarthy says Maxine Waters is inciting violence in Minneapolis just as she has incited it in the past. If Speaker Pelosi doesn't act against this dangerous rhetoric, I will bring action this week. And uh, some believe that her comments led to the gunshots that were fired at National Guardsmen in Minnesota. Well, you have to come to that conclusion. Well, if you can come to that the riot at the Capitol happened because the president said, be peaceful, and that was enough to set them off, then with her saying that more we've got to get more confrontational we've got to make sure they know what we that we mean business mm-hmm. you know auntie maxine needs mm-hmm. to be brought down a few notches let's
3: mm-hmm. see if they she do needs it. to be sent home Yeah, oh, the th- know
2: they can but, strip her seat from her but we shouldn't be surprised if if um that people on the people on the left Maybe softly call for violence because that is their philosophy. The philosophy that didn't It not sound soft. The, didn't the, sound well, soft. But the, the philosophy of of, of left wing socialism is 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 violence. In in reality, in a nutshell, is you will do what we tell you to, or we will send government officials <laughs> with guns to hurt you. Just that, take a works. look at the
0: Bolshevik Revolution, yep. or go to China and look at at what Mao did. Yes. Watch
1: Maleda on Netflix. Just watch it. She was a hero that fought the Nazis and got the, a cross of valor from her country. And then when the socialism showed up, they executed Remember her for not else? bowing in knee. <laughs> who else was a hero? Castro. Mm. Yeah. Castro hey, was a hero. Did you Hebrew. see where
0: Raul stepped down as uh, the head of the communist government in, in Cuba? Wow. Well, Yeah, he finally did. Because they've had him on life support. They may have had him cryogenically frozen. I don't know. (laughs) But uh, yeah, just something to think about. Well, guys, we're out of time. We didn't have a lot of time to talk about some of the stories that are out there, but we did something even better. We talked about what's been going on in the session and the things we need to be proud of and the things that perhaps... uh, work on know, a little bit more yeah
1: come out, come out and visit it's it's a crazy time right now but come see the see yeah the it's gonna be crazy the last day when they've got something in the closet that they don't think is going to work the last day and the last meeting yeah. is usually when they try to slip it in there and they also, let's, always, let's,
3: uh, you know let's be thankful for those that are working hard uh, yeah for us.
0: absolutely yep. all right let's take a break rush is up then we'll be back the chairman of the gop here in Arkansas. Got a special guest for you in just a moment, but first I need to talk to you about St. Clarity residential cleaning. I'm talking about deep cleaning. You know about the corners where you get down and you you scrape the dirt out of them or you get down on your hands and knees and you scrub the baseboards to get all the marks off. That's deep cleaning. I know that I don't do that kind of deep cleaning, and that's why I'm willing to pay them the price uh, that they need out of St. Clarity to get them to come out to your house and to to do that. (coughs) Excuse me. My allergies are definitely messing with me this morning. I'll do this in just a moment. I'm having problems with my throat right now. Sorry. Janelle's here from the uh, Arkansas uh, Republican Party. She is the chairman. Welcome to the show, Janelle. And I'm going to let you talk for a few moments about the dinner that's coming up and who's going to speak. Terrific. Move okay. up on that. Get, yeah. I'm going to move you up on the microphone there. Yeah. Go ahead and tell us.
5: Yes, we are so excited. Um, our Reagan Rockefeller dinner is coming up June the 4th. We are so thrilled that Governor Kristi Noem of South Dakota is going to be our speaker. Um, she is, as you know, a leading conservative voice. Right now, people um, have been so respondent to her because of her uh, fight against the um, all of the um, protocols for the, the um, COVID. She right. refused to issue the mask mandate there in South Dakota and she kept her state open. She kept her businesses open, and and they did very well. So people are really, um, um impressed with her leadership. They um, um, have followed her, and she's probably going to be one of our presidential candidates. I think so. Um, in twenty twenty four, so we are super excited to have her in, and um, look forward to to seeing a lot of you out there.
0: I think, it, uh, though she she'll run for president. I think she probably will end up being a, a VP candidate for somebody. That's Could what be, I, or I think. I it's probably, cabinet, you, never you know, know. yeah, possibility. She's a good person. She really is. She's a good person, and I know there's some of you. Yeah, what what she did about boys playing girls sports and all. Look, you got to understand what she did. She went in and and asked them to change the law because of the because they they extended theirs to college. And the NCAA said they wouldn't do anything with the state that had that up into the collegiate realm. So she made some amends for the NCAA. Mm -hmm. The NCAA has here just in the last two weeks has been very outspoken about this. They're even challenging if they want to come to states that have had uh, high school students affected by this. Of course, I, I hadn't been thinking that the Final Four was coming to little rock anytime soon but still you know i'm tired of these quote woke corporations or woke organizations that want to force down our throats their thoughts well and i think that's something that goes with walmart i'm i'm right. one of the people that have been yelling at mcmillan mm-hmm.
6: well and i think that's something you're going to hear from governor Nome about we got to hear her back in january at the rnc meeting in florida we had three dinners, which in Republican politics means you need three speakers. Right. And we heard from Christy Nome, Nikki Haley, and Ron DeSantis. And I, I would well, say— Well, now, those
0: are three presidential they candidates. They sure <laughs> Right. That,
6: I think they were picked for a reason. And uh, you sort of expected DeSantis and Haley, who have been national figures big time, to to do pretty well, and their speeches were great. But if I'm being honest with you, I was probably the most impressed with Governor Noem's speech and talking about some of the things you are in the cancel culture and— what it's like to be a governor on the front lines of that across the country. And so it was a great speech, but the good thing about the Reagan-Rockefeller, tickets available at arkansasgop.org. There you go. There's the plug. Is uh, It's really the greatest collection of Republicans from across the state, and when you think about it coming up on June 4th, by the time we get to the Reagan-Rockefeller next year, we will not have candidates. We will have nominees. And so this is, will be around 600 people. We will sell out. And it will be all of the folks running for governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general. Federal delegation is a little spotty. You know, they just it depends what is going on that week, if they can be here. But if they can be here, they certainly will. And so while we have a keynote speaker, just remember that is only one aspect of what happens. Republicans from all corners of the state will be there. And it is our largest event every year. Unfortunately, we scrapped it last year. Had to. There were a couple times we thought we could pull the trigger on a smaller event with the speaker. But then the speaker's schedule and, and trying to fly across the country last summer was not the easiest thing, most affordable option either to do. So uh, we're excited to bring it back this year. Again, Arkansas dot org. All
0: right. You want to go hear what she has to say. She's she is one of the uh, clear thinkers out there. And by the way. She doesn't just pose with a rifle; she actually uses it to shoot pheasants and things of right. that nature. <laughs> she
5: hunts in Arkansas. Yeah.
0: Oh, does she? She sure does. Does she do duck hunting out here, or I does think, she come for deer or what?
5: It was duck hunting. Mm-hmm. She came in and, and, and hunted with our lieutenant governor.
0: Well, you got to, you know, if you're going to do duck hunting, you got to come to Arkansas. I mean, we're right on the flyway. It's you're the national duck hunting there. capital. Yeah, yep. you mm-hmm. got to, you got to come down here and do that. Of course, if you with you with Cheney you got to know the rules yeah. of going out and hunting. Bush 43 said I talked that. to him. I talked <laughs> to him about that, and he, he said, Dave, the guy got in front of me, <laughs> yep. and when you're duck hunting, you don't get in front of the other people. You stand right. in a straight line.
6: Bush 43 said after that happened, sometimes when Cheney would just walk into somewhere like the Blue Room where a crowd was already gathered, Bush uh-huh. would just yell, duck. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good.
0: Well, anyway... I just know that uh, Vice President Cheney was a great guy. I, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed sitting down and just talking to him, not on the air, just talking to right. him. At that point, you know, he'll say things that he can say. I didn't say that. What are you talking about? I didn't say that. I loved him. He was yeah. great. So how are things going with the, uh, with the party right now, Janelle? Are things looking up uh, on the grassroots? The last time we had you here, that was the thing that you wanted to work on? How how things going as far we as that's concerned? We are so
5: so excited. We've been able to get into several of our counties and visit with our county committees. Um, we are here and and ready to um, uh, give them any assistance and resources we can. We did have our candidates training, uh, I'm sorry, uh, chairman's training, a few weeks ago. We had a, a retreat out at Ferncliff here in Little Rock, and um, we we have a chairman's manual that we share with them, and uh, did a lot of training there had in some of our elected officials to visit with them as well but we want to give them what they need to succeed to understand what their authority is what their power is there at the and the responsibility there at the county level and and the grassroots and we want to get them built up as much as we can so that's where we're headed.
0: I've been very very uh, pleased with the state legislature Mark Johnson and, and some other folks Lowry and other other people involved but they have made some definite changes to the election law Mm -hmm. here in uh, Arkansas, and they have tightened it up, and they've done a great job. And let me just say, the reason they tightened it up is because Pulaski County should be ashamed of themselves, and the judge should be ashamed Mm -hmm. of himself. And they made sure that they dealt with that. And I've been saying since the election, elections are held by states, all right? The federal government... Sets up times and things of that nature, but the state set up how they're going to do their elections. So it was incumbent upon us as Arkansans and as our elected officials of Arkansas to deal with this ridiculousness that went on in the last election in Pulaski County, and they have. I mean, just so you'll know, no longer will you be able to go into the uh, the booth and and have a ballot unless you have a picture id you must show your picture id well, you can't just sign a form it says
6: i'm dave Ellswick. right and that's what people thought the law was mm-hmm. right people thought voter id meant voter id yes they did except when you get into pulaski county and you see that several hundred folks just sign oh i am dave Ellswick. you know without showing any identification yeah, and so. for you
0: that signed my name i'm still ticked off no i'm just they, <laughs> this, they didn't do that and right? this is
5: this is a huge problem uh, in that and this has happened i'm sure around the nation um, as well as arkansas yep. but we have laws on the books and they're just not being followed yep so um unfortunately they had to go back in and and uh, you know try to make some of them stronger tighten them up a little bit but there's got to be accountability
0: well my um, thanks again to to state house of uh, representative mark lowry he's the one that made sure you've got to show an I a a picture mm-hmm. id and of course to uh, state senator mark johnson he's Since he's so ingrained in Pulaski County, he really wanted to get that all straightened out. And I I think they've gone a long way of tightening it up enough that the judges won't be able to make the moves they did in the last election.
6: Well, and one of those things just this past week was that the election staff, the workers will report to the commission. That's the way it should be, right? Yep. It's, it's actually an election commission that runs an election. It isn't the county clerk. The county yes. clerk has one responsibility when it comes to elections, and that's to register voters. Now, they do a lot more, but that is the only thing they are instructed to do is to register folks. But actually certifying the election results and being the final judge on whether a ballot is counted or not, is totally done by the commission. Mm-hmm. So when you get into Pulaski County and you have a Republican election commission, because every election commission is two Republicans and one Democrat, since we're the majority party. When you have a Republican commission and a county judge who has the key to all the buildings in the city, I mean, the Democrat county judge locked out Republicans from their offices, not from just general meeting spaces, which he also did, but literally their individual offices here in the county. They were locked out of and not gained access to. So you can see where there's an issue, where Democrats want to cling to what power they can, which is really Little Rock at this point, and uh, it, it's little clarifications like that, that staff will report to the commissioners, which you shouldn't have to write into law. I right? agree. We should, we should have understood that. But if that's what it's going to take, then that's what we're going to do. When you're, de- when you're dealing with Democrats, you have to put it into law. I'm just saying. Right. I'm,
0: <laughs> look, I grew up outside of Chicago. I'm just saying you got to have control of the elections. Mm-hmm. You, you really, really do. And I, I think on our commission, Christy and, and Evelyn did a really good job. Evelyn took a lot of guff from that judge that was ridiculous. Absolutely. Well, God bless
5: them. That's all I can say. Yeah, God they stood bless them for doing that job. They did.
0: They stood up about it. And uh, if if you're a Republican, you should be very, very proud of what they did. All right. Let me try to do St. Clarity again, and then we'll get into our break. And then when we come back, we'll continue and finish up our conversation here uh, with uh, the chairman of the uh, GOP in Arkansas, uh, Janelle Fulmer here on the Dave Ellswick show. Don't forget about St. Clarity uh, residential cleaning. I was telling you about cleaning out the, you know, the corners and wiping off the baseboards and all that. I don't typically do that when I'm cleaning my house. Cleaning my house is if you can get me to dust, I will dust, and then. I run the sweeper and i run a mop across the floor that that is kind of dave ellswick's version of doing the cleaning in the kitchen i'll get out the 409 or whatever and clean the counters and things of that nature these folks go a whole lot deeper than that when they're done you'll be able to walk in your house and it will smell exceedingly clean i'm just telling you and uh, they charge about 300 bucks uh, to clean your home if it's up to 2,500 square foot. However, uh, because I know the uh, the owner of St. Clarity and worked with her, uh, we've got a 50% off uh, coupon for you here at uh, the radio station. <coughs> and uh, you'll get that house cl- cleaned for only $150. Just call 404 after 9 o'clock. Talk to Chuck. And he'll uh, make sure you can uh, buy uh, that uh, that coupon. And we're running out, so you'll want to do that today. That's St. Clarity Residential Cleaning. We're well, going to get back and finish up our conversation with the uh, GOP chairman of Arkansas here in just a moment. Want to remind you about Dustin Turner and what he can do for you. Uh, right now, it's a uh, it's a seller's market. Uh, because the inventory out there, how many houses are on the market, is slim right now. So people might get into a bidding war uh, wanting to get into your house. Or they know that interest rates are at an all-time low right now. So now's the time to borrow the money to buy a house. So with those two things in your favor, what you want to do is to make sure that you show your house you have your house prepared so that when people come through and they look at it, it makes the best uh, impact on people and they want to buy it. And that's where Dustin Turner comes in. He can tell you all of the the ins and outs of all of that so that you can get the best price you can get for the home you're trying to sell. All you need to do is call Dustin at 501 501- 952-2969 that's 501-952-2969 or go online to home it dot that's home team sold it.com. call the only agent that i would call if i needed to sell my home which is going to be in about two years you know i'll be working with dustin turner at that time I might have to move it up if the market stays as red hot as it is and go ahead and sell it now and and be done with it. But the number again, 501-952-2969. Get involved with Dustin Turner. All right, let's get back and talk to the chairman some more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's, uh, again, we've got the the Reagan and Rockefeller dinner coming up. Uh, What's the date for that? Where is it going to be held at? Where do people get the tickets at, and who's the special speaker for the for the dinner?
5: Yes, sir. So our Reagan Rockefeller dinner is June the fourth uh, at the Benton Event Center. Uh, good gonna, place. Yes, it is. They they've been very good to us. Um, so we're going back out there, and uh, there will be a photo reception before the dinner. If you if you choose to come, it is an extra charge, uh, and then the dinner um afterward with governor christy Nome of south dakota and seth what's that address
6: it'll be Arkansasgop.org. we'll get you there reagan rockefeller dinner will be right there at the top you can click on there well again that's going to be at the benton event center a reporter once asked me does the party just do events in benton so that doyle webb didn't have to go far from his house oh yeah and i think there is some truth to that but yeah. it really is a great facility and for it a is. lot of folks if you're coming from lake village or bentonville I mean, it's quite a journey, depending on where you go, so it's centrally located if you're coming from Jonesboro or Texarkana or or generally anywhere so. Okay, now venue.
0: if you can't remember all the information we just gave you, go to my my Facebook page, Dave Ellswick Show, on Facebook, and I just saw a note from Elizabeth, and we've put a link on my Facebook page so you can go right to it and get your tickets.
6: I know you'll want to hear this lady speak. Mm-hmm. she's good. She's well, real good. Once again, it, that's just a speaker. This will be the largest gathering of Republicans probably for the next year till we have, you know, the primary seems far out, and it is. It, it's more than a year out. You know, it's May 24th of next year. Uh, but by the wait, time. Wait, can we, I.
0: Is it, are you sure it's May? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because yeah. it's not a presidential Right. 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 So
6: it'll be May 24th. and And, you know, by <laughs> the time we get to that point next year, you know, to early June. Just a couple weeks before, we'll have had the primary. So we'll have nominees or might be engaged in runoffs or whatever it might be. So, uh, But if you want to see your Republican officials, this is the place to be. Again, around 600 people, and we will sell out.
0: Yeah, it always sells out. Mm-hmm. That's so always wanna, good.
5: You want to see those candidates who have already announced. You need to be there.
0: Let me remind everybody about Doyle Webb and what he did about five years ago. Never forget it. Went to the meeting. And guess who the speaker was? Donald Trump. Mm -hmm.
6: We were the first state to invite him. That's right. And he showed up here and was great. Donald Trump spoke and then he became president. Tucker Carlson spoke back when he was just a contributor and then he went on to have the largest show in cable news. He's doing great. When Judge Jeanine Pirro came a couple years ago and Duell introduced her, he said, you know, if there's a Supreme Court vacancy, you better watch out, Judge, because people who speak here go on to do great things. Well, it would be great
0: <laughs> to put her on the Supreme Court. Oh, my God. The Luff's head would explode. It would. It would. It I would. mean, it really would. I mean, they'd have to get some, some duct tape and wrap it around their head to keep it together.
5: The court would become way more interesting. <laughs> yeah,
0: right it, it really would. I'd like to hear her question some of the lawyers <laughs> when they were up in front of her. It'd be a lot of fun. All right, so... Uh, let's talk about. Uh, you said that you met with all of the chairmen from all the different states. A
5: lot of them. Okay. Uh, from From Arkansas, from our counties yeah, in yeah. Arkansas. That's right. what I meant. Mm-hmm.
0: And your your big push is grassroots. Yes. And talking to the folks and getting people together. Are you going to go out and talk to, I don't even know if there's any Tea Party groups that are still together, or if they are, they've probably changed their names. Mm-hmm. Are you going to go out and s- solicit their support of the Republican Absolutely. brand? Absolutely.
5: We would love to have, um, and, and I believe there are still some Tea Party. I got an invitation to join a Tea Party group on Facebook the other day, so cool. I know there are still some. Um, and they, uh, I, I align very much with the Tea Party. I'm very conservative, and I um, I appreciate all of their their work, their efforts, their um, their drive to keep our candidates accountable. I I would very much love to visit with them and, and bring them on board.
0: All right, well, they're listening right now, so maybe you'll get an invite to come and talk at lunches Absolutely. and stuff. Absolutely, they look forward. They look forward to doing that. Uh, you happy with what's been going on in the legislature? I I do believe that Republicans have shown themselves pretty good during this legislative session, especially mm-hmm. the the conservatives.
5: I think you probably know that we are not only the reddest state in the nation, but we are also the most pro-life state in the
0: yes, nation. Yes, we are.
5: So I'm very proud of that. Um, and, of course, they've gotten some other legislation through that, that um, felt very important, um, like the Stand Your Ground law and uh, the sovereignty bill. If, if We're it, waiting uh, for the governor to
0: sign or just to let it become law. Yeah.
6: Right. If Which, he's of course, smart, is, is really just
5: kind of affirming the Tenth Amendment. Yeah. Right?
0: That's so,
6: all it is.
5: Um I think that's a great thing. And then um, all these election integrity bills uh, yep. I, I have been very important. And, and, you know, we discussed last time I was here that I'm on the Election Integrity Committee at the RNC, and we're meeting this week, and we'll be having a meeting with that committee. So see what's going on nationwide. But I think that um, Arkansas has really been a, a front runner.
6: All right. Give them the, the website again. Once again, that is ArkansasGOP.org. Tickets on sale, both for the photo reception and for the dinner. Just look at the banner there on the top, Reagan Rockefeller 2021.
0: All right, we're out of time. We'll get the chairman back on when she gets back in town here on the Dave Ellswick Show. 6 a.m. tomorrow, Elizabeth Soltelaro and then the Bible guy.